Like Larry King, I come into these without any preparation. And uh, Larry King died yesterday, I think. It was yesterday. Anyway, it's in the news today. 87 years old. Um, yeah, I guess I watched Larry King sometimes. He was all right. Um, I'm not paying like a big tribute to him. I'm, he's not like a hero or, or anything. I do remember uh, walking to, uh, well, I'd taken the bus to the Troubadour in, in uh, Los Angeles to see, um, I think it was to see Melt Banana. And yeah, I, I believe it was. And uh, I was walking past uh, some restaurant, and Larry King popped out, and he had a uh, he had a child, baby in his arms, and uh, his trophy wife with him. And uh, there had been a uh, missile launch over the Pacific Ocean just as the sun was going down. As uh, I think the sun was down but it was catching the, the light of the sun, the, uh, the trail of smoke, and it was spectacular. And it was a little uh, unnerving because I, I'd never seen that before. I, I didn't know what it was. It kind of freaked me out. And there was a bit of a buzz on the street. And I was more freaked out because Larry King didn't know what it was. I was standing a couple of feet from him, and he was looking up like and saying, what? the hell is that? I thought, well, shit. I mean, this guy's been in LA for a while, right? Other, these other people <laughs> appear to have been in LA. I lived, I lived in LA. I'd never seen, I'd never seen that. I just thought, okay, this guy's with CNN. He doesn't know what this, what's going on. I guess Jerry Seinfeld busted him because, uh, Larry King implied or said that Seinfeld had been canceled by the network when in fact it was a, the top show and Jerry Seinfeld had ended it and I guess he took Larry to task saying uh, you know you're with CNN don't you know <laughs> so oh there you go R.I.P. Larry King um 87 is a good run. Lots of heart attacks. That's what I remember about you. <laughs> your suspenders. And your inimitable delivery. So, yeah, I I've, I keep delaying. Not, not that anybody would notice this. Nobody's listening to this currently while I record this. But I keep uh, putting off recording the next episode. Is that what they are? Episode. That might be. <laughs> I'm having an episode. Maybe that's. I'm, I'm still looking for names. So it's been a while. I'm looking for names for this uh, podcast. So yeah, it's been a while. And uh, a lot has happened. A lot has uh, transpired over the past few weeks. I, I keep telling myself, okay, you know, do it, do it on the first of the year, do it on inauguration day, do it on the day they certified the election, do it, do it on, you know, have a starting point. But I just, I do these when they hit me. 
I, uh, you know, some, some people, uh, sing in the shower. I podcast in the shower. I, I talk in the shower and I think, shit, I should be recording this, but it would sound bad with the, uh, with the water. Oh, maybe I could do a shower cast <laughs> and, uh, in the shower pod. But, uh, yeah, I, so it, this is, uh, what? Uh, a few days after the inauguration. I just thought I I should record something now before the moment passes. Um, none of it... Uh, well, it, I was surprised. I thought there would be more chaos on Inauguration Day. But the, uh, the invasion of the Capitol building... I mean, I didn't know exactly that that, that would happen, but I knew there would be some some bullshit and people would die. I mourned. I, I mourned in advance the people who would die. And I mourn in advance the people that are going to die with all the political violence that will probably continue. That's been going on for decades by weirdo white militia motherfuckers. Um, I, I, yeah, none of this is new. Racism in the United States is not new and that's what this is about. Uh, Trump is the head of a racist cult. And, you know, use Occam's razor. What's the, uh, what's the most, the, the simplest explanation? And that's it. It's a cult. It's a racist cult. It explains everything. You can't reason with them. Policy doesn't matter. And that's why the Democrats need to be bipartisan. I, no, I, sorry, be partisan, not bipartisan. I should make a t-shirt that says bipartisan, be partisan. Time to be partisan, partisan, you know? Like uh, the partisans that uh, fought against the Nazis in Europe, in Yugoslavia. We need to do it. They're not. They're not going to work with them or us and uh, you might as well just shove it shove the shove your agenda down their throat just do it it's not like you're you know they uh they uh they use the uh, reconciliation which where you only need a uh, a, mo- a simple majority to pass, leg- uh, pass legislation, you don't need the, the 60 or the supermajority. Uh, they did that to pass the billionaire tax break, which cost this country, what, trillion or two trillion? I don't know, trillions of dollars. Uh, they did that, and Democrats need to do that to get their budget through. You know, uh, uh, it was really frustrating under Obama. I wasn't living in the country for much of Obama, but, and I really wasn't following that closely what was going on. But I do know that Obama was was pussyfooting around, man. When you have the Senate and you have the House, you got to do it. You do it. And you do it for the people, not corporations or billionaire people. I will acknowledge them as people. Yes, they are people. But uh, they don't act human. They act inhumane. 
You know, something happens when you get money. Money changes people. It doesn't matter. Hell, $100 changes me. $100 still means something to me. Um, it hasn't always, but it does now. The situation I'm in. But these uh, these people think that they're uh, gods or they're ordained or, you know, they're smarter than everybody. No, they... Uh, they got lucky and they probably stepped on some people. That's usually a combination of of uh, work. I'm not going to say hard work. I don't know how hard work. Define hard work. I work hard every day. Everybody works hard. Work. I mean, yeah, you've got to do things. It's not, as the Czechs say, uh, roasted chickens aren't going to fly through the window. You know, you got to get out there and get them. So, yeah, you got to work got to have some luck and you've probably got to step on some people. You've probably be, got to be a real dick to make that kind of money. And these people need to be taxed, you know? Shit doesn't, only shit flows downhill, not money, you know? Uh, <laughs> I've never seen money flow downhill. But uh, yeah, I, 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 Biden needs to, Needs to really stick it to the Republicans. These guys are assholes, man. They're done. I mean, if you're look, here's the deal. If you're if you're a Republican, you have an there's an eighty percent chance you support Trump even now. And if you support Trump, then you're a racist. And I don't care if you don't think you're a racist. You're a fucking racist, man. If you support a racist, you're a racist. Tough shit. That's how it works. And you know, it's not. It's not a coincidence that 80% of uh, Trump supporters are, are uh, well, no, the vast majority of Trump supporters are white. Of course they are. And they're not all rednecks and rubes and hicks. They can afford to take private jets and travel to Washington, D.C. Uh, they have jobs. A lot of them are suburban white people. These are, this is normal. This is normal for them. This isn't strange. I grew up in white suburbs of Denver. People were racist. They were conservative. And these are the people that run this country. We live in a racist, conservative, I would say radical country. The system we live under is radical it's radical capitalism. And anybody who says that capitalism is just good, nothing is just good, right? You've got you've to protect people from it. I mean, if capitalism, if the free, and, and by the way, the free market and capitalism aren't the same thing. But if you want to talk about the free market, then why isn't the free market uh, taking care of the virus? Because it fucking isn't. Because it's incapable of doing it. That's not what capitalism is for. The free market isn't to protect people, it's to make money. That's what government is for. This is exactly what government is for. This situation we're in. It's really unbelievable. And when people, all they give a shit about is making money. I mean, hell, I, and poor Poor people, broke people are just as guilty of this 
there there are some broke ass motherfuckers. If they had a bunch of money, they would be just as bad as the rest. But yeah, because poor people aren't holy angels either. Vicious fucking bastards, right? But there are decent rich people. There are decent politicians. There are decent broke people. And if we can get all of those people to work together, maybe we can get some shit done, right? Only only idiots say things like, um, you know, all politicians are bad. Or, you know... However, when I say all cops are bad, I don't mean all cops individually are bad. I mean the system is bad. And when I say... The political system is broken. It doesn't mean that all politicians are broken, right? They aren't. But again, power and money changes things. It changes people at it at people's attitudes, and and uh, they just want to cling to power. You know, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I guess, and I mean, I, these pat phrases are annoying, but. And and the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. I need some money. The root, the love of money is the root of all evil. And power and money changes people's brain psychology, brain chemistry, brain psychology. Hmm. Brain chemistry. It's like, fuck, my fucking, the, the Jonald, uh, that fucker, makes me say uh, herd mentality all the time when when I mean herd immunity of course but herd mentality I mean yeah well yeah (laughs) his followers right but all this again the the theme here is that it's not new Um, it seems to be new to white people they're waking up like whoa wow oh the system doesn't work for everybody yeah, no shit. Something black people and and uh, brown people, whatever that means. Mexican, I guess. I don't know. I did the brown one. Uh, I don't know. I'm down with the brown, though. But th- that means black people, though, right? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in this. But... Uh, no, I get it. The, the, uh, you know, there were the Black Panthers, the brown... Brown Panthers? Jesus, am I going to get myself in trouble with this? I get it. Black, brown, and white people. That basically covers... Covers the uh, the skin spectrum, I guess. But um, I have noticed over the years, however, what is new is people's willingness to use the N-word and other nasty epithets to denigrate people based on their pigmentation. People have been really willing, more than willing, to use that word in front of me in ways that I've never, not not since I was a kid in uh, Mandeville, Louisiana. I went to elementary school. I heard the N-word there all the time, man. But I, I was living amongst uh, coon asses. And don't, wait, hold on, hear me out. 
A kunas is a white redneck. They call themselves kunasses. You'd see bumper stickers that would say, proud to be a kunas. And uh, I lived amongst the kunasses in the swamp of, Noor, of, out of, of St. Tammany Parish. And you heard the N-word all the time. In the schoolyard. A black, you know, a fight, a fight. A, an N-word and a white. Kids would actually say that shit. And, uh, yeah, coming from Calgary, where my best friend, or one of my close friends, was a, was a black kid named John. And uh, we hit it off because we were the only two Americans in the school. I don't know. I just wasn't raised that way, you know? And it, I guess it became uh, inappropriate to say the N-word in polite company at some point. Uh, you know, maybe in the 70s. And uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't hear it. it, it the next time I started hearing it, was in rap lyrics, right? But it was always, you know, without the non-rhotic, <laughs> the non-rhotic version of the N-word, which in my estimation has kind of a different meaning, right? I mean, it does. It does. It's used in a different way for different reasons. But, uh, yeah. And uh, so... Um, I'm hemming and hawing here. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, so I started, pe people started using that word in front of me as if it was okay. This was a new thing. And this was under, well, it was started under Obama. Um, N-word president. I lived near an army base, uh, the 8th Army Garrison in Seoul, Korea. I lived in the neighborhood wedged next and up next to that base, a base of, of which I only set foot on once, and that's another story. But we had military people about, and, uh, I, you know, I got along with them, you know, I would talk politics, and generally these are pretty conservative people, but some, some of them were outright racist, and I just wondered how the hell they survive in a modern military being racist and xenophobic and, and uh, sexist and all that. How, how is that? How do you have a military with that? I think it's interesting. They had to vet some of the National Guard for the uh, inauguration because, oh, big surprise. There's a problem with racism and white supremacy and with supreme whiteness in the U.S. military. And exceptionally American attitudes. Uh, yeah, so people would use the N-word in front of me in Korea. I guess they thought it was okay. I guess while we're on the subject, let's talk about some problematic uses of the N-word. Um, boy, is this really my topic? Eesh. Well, what the hell? It, it's, we're... Okay, so... I follow Patty Smith on Instagram. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> I don't mean to bag on Patty. I met Patty 
in Chicago and Lenny, Lenny K. Uh, I drove them from Riot Fest to their, uh, to their hotel, which used to, uh, the, uh, the Ambassador East, which used to have the, uh, what's that called, the Pump Room? Is that the famous cocktail lounge that was there? I, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Patty Smith and I, I are both born in Illinois. Me in Southern Illinois, her in Chicago. And, well, she has a song called Rock and Roll N-Word. And it's a great song. I saw her sing that song in Korea at a music festival and she was singing the song and the song is an anti-racist song. I mean, that's the point of the song, right? And it's supposed to be provocative. It's supposed to get a, get a reaction. It's not supposed to be radio friendly. And she sang it and the Koreans around me were singing along and it, it made me really uncomfortable because, you know, there's a part where she's like, you know, N-word, N-word, N-word. You know, he's a rock and roll, N-word, N-word, N-word. And people are singing along. And I just, uh I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, Patty, please do not, no, don't let them. Because, you know, I taught English in Korea. And words like this would pop up now and again. And it's because of pop culture, because of hip hop lyrics, and and uh, you you know I would hear the N word over department store PAs because they'd play hip hop. Hip hop is really huge in Korea. And, and, well, as somebody said, as somebody involved in in Korean hip hop, it's a mile wide and an inch deep. There's not a whole. There, Talking hip-hop with hip-hop people in Korea was a little bit frustrating because they didn't know much about the history of it or anything. Well, you know, fine, whatever. They're young and they're Korean, so... But it would make me uncomfortable when they would sing those lyrics without knowing what they were or what they meant. And I remember I was doing a... Uh, a... Uh, a uh, opening ceremony for a kids camp, English camp. During the summer, it was common to do like business workshop workshops or kid kid kitty English camps, and uh, you know they they would have a opening ceremony. and And I remember we were at one, and there were there were kids from five to eighteen at this camp, and the organizer of the camp was playing I oh, I can't remember remember what what it was but it was a it was a an american gangster rap tune full of the n word now i'm not look, i'm not judging that like i that's uh that you know hey own you know that that's uh, owning the word right throwing the word right back in your face making it difficult for us to sing it back, right? I mean, when people sing songs with the N-word in it, like white people on Instagram, they get in trouble because, yeah, no, I just think it's beautiful that that, that is what, that that is what hap- has happened to the word, except now people have been emboldened by 
Orange 45 to use the word. Not that he would use the word in public, although his niece said he used it, that that, that word was bandied about frequently in the Trump organization. Is that the word? Is that what it's called? Organ, the Trump organization. Okay. Um, yeah, they're real organized. So Patty was singing her tune and I, I had her, uh, and then I had her uh, years later in my van. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I did tell her I saw her perform in Korea and she's, she turned to Lenny and she said, Hey, Lenny, our driver uh, saw us in Korea. And he was like, Oh, no kidding. You know, what were you doing there? You know, it's always fun to chat with these people. And anyway, I follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram and she's great. She does her poetry and she writes uh, um, little tributes to people who have passed or she, she gives birthday greetings to people and her, her daughter's on there sometimes and Lenny and uh, no, it's great. She's, she's gotten me through this. Uh, she's one of, one, one of the Instagrammers that's gotten me through these times. So here's to Patty Smith and what a strange tribute to Patty Smith. And, and I'm talking about the N word. This is awful. This is awful. I should just do a completely separate Patty Smith thing. And again, I don't mean to bag on her, but maybe she would agree. I don't know what she would think about this. Uh, so I learned Oliver's army on guitar, uh, uh, this summer. And that also has the N-word in it. And I don't sing it, you know. One less widow, one less widow, one less white N-word. And a white N-word, I'm not exactly sure what it means in that song. The song is about mercenaries and, I think, and... uh, British foreign policy, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I just, it, that, that word, it, it sticks out. And if I, if I were to sing that in an open mic, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't think it destroys the integrity, integrity of the song not to say that word. Because I don't want to shout that, into a, that word into a microphone. Because people are just going to hear, it's like, it'll be like a dog's, a dog only hearing his name, you know, like, you know, blah, 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 Rover, blah, 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 right from the, uh, what was that, what was that, a Far Side cartoon? Yeah, it just, it's a word that just shits on everything, especially when it's the rhotic version, because that's, when you say the rhotic version, you're, yeah, you're, you're telling the world who you are, and also X, Los Angeles also has the N-word in it. And, uh, you know, in light of Xene and John Doe, uh, uh, sorry, not John Doe. Um, John Doe is another, okay, X has gotten me through this as well, especially John Doe uh, on Instagram. Uh, although I haven't seen any of his, uh, I, I can't bring myself to see uh, quote unquote live entertainment on my phone. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll, I'll help support people, throw a little money at them. But Exene, despite what I thought were her liberal 
generally liberal views because she had a book called Just Another War, which came out when I worked in a bookstore, which was a, an anti-Iraq uh, war book full of gruesome photos um, showing the horror of war and the waste. And um, But apparently she's a, she supports the the Mandarin, the former Mandarin chief, the Cheeto Benito, the Orange Tang, the the Orangey Orangey Tang, Orangey Tang. I'm trying to fit Orangutan and Tang and Orange all together. Anyway, he's gone, right? So that's what this this is about. He's gone, but things haven't changed. And this is my first podcast with Biden as president and in a new decade. But this shit is hard to root out, man. And the song Los Angeles by X has the N-word in it. And um, the character in the song is, uh, is, is, a, is, is a homophobe and a, a racist and a... And a yeah, and it's a great song. It's about a character who, who's who's sick of Los Angeles because they they hate Mexicans and Jews and black people. And uh, yeah, okay, maybe it isn't such a good song. Fuck, maybe we should write rewrite the song. But I now I'm kind of starting to feel that X it, that that character is Xine, and. Uh, she supports the dude apparently and and i guess billy zoom does as well uh must be tough for uh, the other two members of the band to put up with that again i don't require my artist to be perfect you know what ice cube supported the motherfucker I'll, you know i still listen well do i listen to, I, I i don't know i i will still listen to old ice cube songs you know a lot of hip hop artists, hey, they're racist hip hop artists. What the fuck, you know? Um, and and who believe in weird uh, conspiracy theories, just like white people believe in conspiracy theories. Why? Because they're people. Because everybody's people, and people believe in conspiracy theories and have their prejudices and all of that. But this overt racism bullshit. Uh, you know, enough of this. Uh, well, it's what's in their heart. I know what's in their heart. I've talked to these people. They're racist. That's what's in their heart. And they support a racist system. And they deny that there is a racist system. And that in, in, that in, in, of, of, in and of itself is racism. Do I have to spell it out? Um, it's not hard, man. And, and dig this. If you're anti-racist... An anti-homophobic, uh, and and you and you don't uh, hate trans people or non-binary or whatever, whatever makes up somebody's identity, whatever makes them, whatever gives them their identity or whatever they were born with or whatever they can't help or whatever, and if and it doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form, then you at the very least, should have no opinion about it. I think you should be supportive of it, but at the very least, you should just whatever. 
ignore it. Now, at the very least, but, you know, again, that's the old colorblind. I'm colorblind. Ignoring is also bad. But maybe it's not as bad as actively um, terrorizing people. So maybe you can go from actively terrorizing maybe these people, you, I don't know if it's you, who's listening to this. Nobody's listening to this. (laughs) So, yeah, you don't have to bend yourself into uh, moral pretzels. If you just uh, consider everybody on the same team, then you don't have to worry about teams. Um, We're all in in this together. Uh, Don't use the N-word. Even if you're singing your favorite Ice Cube tune. If you're, if you're white, man, eh, you know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. This isn't the police. This isn't the, uh, you're just going to look stupid anyway. You're going to look stupid even if the song doesn't have the N-word in it. You're still going to look stupid. Don't, don't rap. Just don't rap. You hear me, Kid Rock? Just don't fucking rap, okay? Uh, anyway. I've hit 33 minutes and 14 seconds. I think I do these in 30-minute chunks a little more. I can, I can probably whittle this down with all my uh, ums and errs and silences. So anyway, it remains to be seen if this gets released. Ciao for now. Zai